When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. What's up, y'all? It's Breaking the Medicine. I just jumped off the porch with Dirty Glove Bester. Okay, if he ain't got no money, girl, just give his way. I'm gonna save a man that can't say All right. We got Reek in the Minutes jumping off the porch with us today. What's going on? How you feeling today? I'm feeling cool, bless. How you feeling? I'm feeling cool or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's a pleasure to have you on the porch with us today for Thank sure. Thank you. <laughs> so how I feel to be back in the city of Atlanta? Um, It feel cool. I, I like Atlanta. Like, I like to come, vibe, and dip. I fuck with Atlanta. For sure. Mm -hmm. What type of vibe you get when you got here? Um, I really be coming down here to work, like if I'm a record or like do like little runs or like I handle my business down here. That's real. Mm -hmm. I don't be coming down here just to party and <laughs> do all that. Mm -hmm. So we've been seeing you do your thing for a minute now. So how does it feel to be able to bounce city to city just off chasing your dreams? It feel cool for real because I'm the type like I like to just like I don't like the same thing too much. So I like to fly, see me in other little scenery, see different stuff. Mm-hmm. How would you describe coming up in Baltimore? Um, I feel like it definitely make you, for real, it make who you is, it make your character. Um, and I feel like coming from there, you won't be built for anything. Anything. Because it ain't, it ain't nothing soft about Baltimore, so. Mm -hmm. Say Scooby-Doo, where's your shoe? Scooby-Doo, where's your shoe? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm dead. Everybody say you, say too, like. I'm crying. Why y'all drag out the you so hard? I don't know. I feel like whoever first started that, everybody just took up after that. Whoever the first person was that said that, everybody just, that's how we said it. I don't know. That's just what it is, that's man. That's what it is. So you said once you started traveling to other cities, it started to change your perception on Baltimore. Yeah, because nobody, like, it's like once you go there, everybody really be stuck there for real. So when you go other places and you see new stuff and you see like the palm trees, you see the scenery, you see everything, you're like, damn, I was putting up with this. I should have been here. You feel me? So that's how I feel. Damn. It's cool though. I love home. Like I love going back home, but I, I really like, like, I feel like I've also been near a beach or something, like palm trees, sun. Baltimore depressing. You can ask anybody. I sort of go, anytime me or my homegirls or something, we take a trip, we straight be like, damn, when it's time to go back, we be like, this shit depressing. Stormy clouds, concrete. It's cool though. I love Baltimore though. No, for real. Mm -hmm. yeah. So talk about your relationship with your parents. Um, my mother. It's crazy because I'm way cooler with my mother now that I moved out. Like when I was laying, when I was still staying in her house and stuff, she put me out and all that. Like we was beefing, we was at school. But once I like got on my stuff and I started doing good stuff and I got my own career and everything, that's when we started being cool. But um. At first, it was bad. Like, we had a bad It was, like, good. Then once I got my teenage years, it was bad. And then when I was living with her, it was bad. And then once I moved up, it was good. And my father, I don't talk to him. Mm -hmm. So what type of kid would you say you were growing up? I was bad as shit. Like, I was really bad. Like, I don't know. I don't think it was bad, though. I feel like they tried to make me seem like I was bad because I wasn't doing, like, the 
what's it called? The um traditional stuff that everybody's doing. So I'm one of the rap. You feel me? Like my whole father's side, everybody rap on that side. But like my mother, they like, no, you need to do this, you need to do that, you need to. I wasn't with that though. So it was like rebellious at first, but then it's like once they see what I was doing, they was like, oh, why? Yeah, you know what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? I feel that. Mm -hmm. Would you say growing up in the hood was different for you because you were El Salvadorian? So Damn, I like, don't know how to say that <laughs> shit. <laughs> so it's like being in Baltimore, I really don't think it was because, first of all, like I was in like the like I was in the middle of everything. Like I was in the county area, like right off of Baltimore National Pike. It was. Um, it was Emerson Village to the right. It was, what was to the left? I think like elegant. Like it was like, I was smack in the middle. So it wasn't really weird. Like you feel me? We got diversity out there. That's real. But that's how I got my name. You feel me? My fuckers ain't know what I was. They like, oh, they started calling me Rika. Shout out Recipes Quan. He died. He started calling me Rika. My very first song I ever made, he called me Rika. I'm like, who is Rika? He like, you. I'm like, shit. And then I stuck with it. And then. I tried making my Instagram name, but it was took, so I just put the menace on there. And that's how we got Reek and the Menace. That's how we got Reek and the Menace. That's real. <laughs> what type of student were you say you was in high school? Student? Um, let me tell you something. I was smoking real bad in high school. Like, I was smoking every morning. Like, I was a freshman, and I was dealing with a senior, and I was, I was, I ain't gonna say I was skipping school. I was smoking before school, so when I got in class, I was asleep. I ordered me some food to the um to the classroom, and I eat and go right to sleep. I wasn't. I was. I used to copy everybody paperwork. <laughs> like I used to. I used to be copying people paperwork. I don't even know how I passed. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I don't. For real, I don't know how I passed. Then I had to go to night school, so I only went to high school for real for two years, and then my um and then I did one more year of high school. I didn't do whole four. Two years of being in school, and then the last year, I mean the third year, which is when you're in eleventh grade, I did night school. So I went to Milford and um, Woodlawn High School, and I did all my work at night. And then that's when I first got my car. I was outside, like I had the whole day. Went to school for a couple hours at night. I was outside. Oh, that's real. Mm -hmm, but it allowed you to graduate early. Yeah, but I don't know how. Like y'all don't understand. Like I used to be like so horrible like I just I just felt like the stuff they was teaching wasn't nothing. so I get the scribbling on the damn paperwork I had to do like I had packets of paperwork because I would like miss a lot of school sometimes so they give me packets like you need to turn this in y'all I would write anything on them papers like anything I said go my teacher looked at it she was like is you serious <laughs> I'm like I'm like look I missed all I don't know what y'all talking about she straight past me she straight past me what type of guidance would you say you would want to have growing up guidance um i wanted i just feel like i wanted people to teach me more life stuff like i want to know like like what's right from wrong like besides going to school and besides like you know like i really didn't have nobody to teach me how to move out here for real like i had to figure a lot of stuff out on my own so yeah i just wish i had somebody like kind of like a mentor a little bit what you say you turned out all right though yeah like, and it's so crazy because I feel like how I grew up was way better because I feel like a lot of people that had everything and just was spoiled and just had a whole bunch like some of them people just I feel like they grew up real spoiled and they don't know how to handle their own now and I feel like I'm so independent now because I really didn't have nobody for real so yeah and then I, it's weird because I be thinking and I be like I be like, if I have kids like I would want them because I, I ain't gonna lie I be thinking like I want to spoil them but then I'd be like, I really want to 
had them grow up how I grew up so they could be like me and be real independent. But then it's like, I don't want to purposely put them in what I went through. You know what I'm saying? So it was weird. I don't know. That's weird. Talk about your first times going viral. Oh. <laughs> I don't like my first times going viral. I ain't going to lie. Like, I was really the it girl in Baltimore. Like, I was really hurt. I'm sorry, baby. I was really hurt. Like, everything. Sit, yo, sit down. You're doing too much. Relax. Look at the camera. Good boy. Okay, listen. So, I really had, like, a lot of people in my business. Like, anytime I did something. I mean, I was doing nails in Baltimore. Like, I was really hurt. So, when, the, when was the first time I went viral? Um, I started going up because I had a boyfriend that was that was popping in Baltimore. He had like a little movie out. And then um, I went viral when I left him and got another boyfriend. And they was they was like, how you just switch from? Yeah, that's, that's what I do. Like, the fuck? Ain't nobody ready to sit here and just, you feel me, sit here and be loyal to a nigga that's doing And I feel like a lot of people didn't know what was going on with that situation. Like, people just see me hop to a different boyfriend and they ain't know, like, I was getting dragged on. Like, he was cheating from jail. You understand what I'm saying? So when I got a new boyfriend, <laughs> like, how you cheat from the jail? Had bitches coming to see you and all that. So when I got me a new nigga, they was like, oh, you this and you that. How you gonna do my man's like? Like, y'all don't know the whole story. You feel me? Like, I was still doing right, but I just got me another nigga. So that was my first time going viral, like, platinum when I got me a new boyfriend. And um, I was going viral for a lot of bad stuff. But then I cleaned it up a little bit, I think. <laughs> How do you view relationships now that you're older? Um, I just like my peace. Like, I'm not with, like, I show that I'm in a relationship, but I ain't with all that putting people in my business. Keep, like, I'm not with that no more. Like, I feel like when I was young, I just used to overexpose a lot of stuff. Now I'm more like, all right, I'm a grown-up. Like, they don't need to know this. You know what I'm saying? No, that's real. Why do you feel Baltimore lacks the resources to have superstars, as many as they used to probably have back in the day? Because there be a lot of hate in that shit. There be a lot of hate in that shit, and I feel like people got to support each other more. In Baltimore, I feel like if we stick together and we really, like, support each other, we're going to be good. That's how I feel. Straight up. Mm-hmm. All right. What All right. made you start taking music serious? Um... Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I started taking music serious after I got shot. Because it was like, once that happened, I couldn't really do nothing. And I'm real hustle. Like, I got to do something. So I'm like, shit, I'm just trying to work on my craft. And I started getting nice with it. And that's when I started taking it serious. And that's why other people started taking me serious, too. Can you detail the thought of you getting shot? Um, I was in a car and I was uh, with I was with my people and he went to the I was with my nigga and he went to the gas station to um no it's so crazy how it happened because I sort of go God really be with me. Like my doors doesn't lock at first. He went to go pay for the gas and then he comes back and didn't pay for the gas. He came out with chips and shit. I'm like, what the fuck is you doing? Because, oh, that's why he came back, because he seen me on his phone. He thought I was going through his phone. So he looking at me through the window at the gas station. He run back because he thought I was going through his phone. So then he come and take his phone. That's when I locked the door, because the door was unlocked before. So I locked the door, and then um, 
he went back to pay for the gas. And when I just remember, I was in the driver's seat and he paying for the gas. I mean, he putting the gas in there. And I just hear him say, like, stop playing. Like, he had chips in his hand and stuff. I just hear him say, stop playing. So I turn around and I'm like, who the fuck is that? Like, I thought that was his homeboy. So I'm like, who the fuck is that? Nigga, get the shit in that my damn car. Because he, he tried to pull the passenger door and it was locked. So he just get the shooting at my car. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I ain't know who he was shooting at. I just know I pulled off because I'm, I, I felt like he was shooting at me because my car was smoking. But I really didn't process what the fuck was going on for real. So I pull off and I'm looking down while I'm driving away and I see like I'm bleeding and shit and like rips in my arm. And I had like a hundred, let's see, I had my watch on. Like, I don't know if he was trying to roll me. I don't know who the fuck it was for real. And um, as soon as I pulled off, I seen an ambulance right there. I straight hopped out and I got in the ambulance. I'm like, listen, y'all need to, cause I thought he was dead. I thought my people, I thought he was dead. So I'm like, y'all need to go get my friend. He leaking out, he at the gas station down the street. They like, man, we need to get out. Cause they thought I didn't get, they thought I was injured. They thought I was just like, it was somebody already in the structure. So then they looked down, they see me and um, they start cutting my coat. They see my hand and stuff. And then he ran up and they wasn't shooting at him. They were shooting at me. I felt so bad cause I thought something had happened to him. But, um. Yeah, they took me to the hospital, and I ain't gonna lie, that shit ain't hurt till I knew I was ready to live. Like, that's when, when they was like, you ain't get shot nowhere vital, you good. That's when everything got to hurt, like my finger, my legs. I'm like, damn, I'm ready to die, this shit hurt, the fuck? So now I'm like, I'm just like, damn, I was so grateful to be here. Like, I could have got shot in my damn chest, my head, my stomach, something that would have killed me, a main artery in my leg. That shit went in and out. I got grazed a couple places, but... That shit, that was nothing but God. I ain't gonna lie. That was nothing but God right there. How did you look at life differently after that? Cause I'm like, yo, I really could have not been like, I like, I still go, I wasn't even on my phone at that time. Like I was just sitting there in the bed. Like I probably went live like once just cause I was like, what the fuck? I went live and then, cause I posted a picture. <laughs> I posted a picture in the, in the hospital bed and I went live. And um, after that, I really wasn't on my phone that much. Cause after I did that, I'm like, damn, I need to like, appreciate that I'm here like I was appreciating me be able to breathe me still being able to walk me still being able to have my finger because at first they tried to tell me my finger was going to get amputated I'm like who I stra I told the doctor if I wake up and my finger gone I'm gonna fuck all y'all up y'all they're not cut my motherfucking finger off so they did their best they could my finger crooked this shit but at least I got that bitch <laughs> <laughs> for real <laughs> the fuck Talk about being, like you saying, the it girl of Baltimore, starting out with doing nails at 14 years old mm -hmm. for $10. Um, I was trying to give me some money. Like I said, Baltimore is it's, it's, it's not no soft ass. You come to school with some dead ass shoes, they in your ass. I'm like, uh-uh, I didn't give me some money. Like, I wasn't with that. My mother, she ain't really have it like that. My father wasn't buying me shit. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to need to do something. I went to, um, it really started because I wanted my nails done. I went to go get the little nail shit from um, across the street. And I, I had stole it because I had no money. And I tried doing it on my nails. That shit came everywhere. It was like just falling on my fingers and stuff. I'm like, damn. So I just started doing more people and just getting nicer and nicer. And then for Christmas, um, I got like $100 and I bought a nail kit. I spent that whole $100 on nail stuff. And I learned how to do it. I got little designs and stuff. Started doing people in my school. And then, yeah, it just went from there. I was a, like one of the first black nail techs in Baltimore doing it, especially at my age because I was young. So around my age, I'm the only person doing nails. Everybody coming to me for prom because I'm cheaper. You know, them, them chunks was charging. Mm -hmm. So being that Baltimore is such a hungry, hustle city, how did you feel you was going to take it by storm with the music? Um, 
Shit, I just did it. Like, I just did it. I'm like, fuck it. They fuck with it. They fuck with it. They don't. They don't. I'm just going to do me. And that's how I felt with everything. That's how I feel with everything in life. Like, I just do me. And motherfuckers take it how they take it. So did you expect your music to take the city by storm when it did? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I didn't at first. Like, when I first started rapping, I'm like, because I know Baltimore, like, they're going to say you can't rap even if you can. So it was like, I, I ain't even, I'm just putting this shit on, see, just to see what it's going to do. How did you end up landing in the money bag? Yo, feature on Dome. Um, Boo, my team, shout out to Boo, he put it together for me. So it was like a surprise. Like, I didn't even know he was doing it until after he was already on it. How did you feel once you heard the record? I was hyped. I'm like, you got money bag on that. <laughs> they gonna be turned. They gonna be turned. I was hyped. I was hyped. That's real. And you also just dropped No Problems not too long ago. Last night, I dropped it, or this morning, because it was 12 a.m., go stream, want no problems out there. What would you say is the overall message in your music? Get some motherfucking money. Get some money. That's the, that's the move. That's the move. Get some money. Get some paper. We ain't dealing with no broke shit. That's the, that's, that's the message. For sure. Mm -hmm. What can we expect from your project? Um, my project, I'm going to drop a cool amount of songs. I've been working real hard. I can't wait to drop it so they can hear it. I think they're going to be so surprised, like, she really doing this shit like yeah so um i'm about to drop like a sing i'm about to drop like two more singles right now probably this month um i'm ready to drop three video no two more videos um i'm gonna drop an ep i'm gonna have my fans help me with the name so yeah i've been working the girl been working straight up mm -hmm. when can we expect the project i don't know when i feel like the time right when you feel the time when we right when when i they Applying pressure, like we want it now, like we want it right now. That's when I'm gonna know the time right. For sure. Mm -hmm. Besides music, what else you be working on? Um, what else I've been working on? His lawyers. I'm trying to train. I'm trying to train him. He shitty is shit. He just shit in a pop pop before we came here. Like he shitty is shit, yo. Like I don't know what's up with him. My baby gotta go. He got. Oh, he don't care where we at. I remember one time we got off a flight and I was going to let him use the bathroom before we drove off. But something just told me like, just hurry up and get in the car. That was the worst decision I could have did. This little nigga get there pissing in my lap. Like, I'm just sitting there and I feel something warm. I had a bodysuit on too, so I couldn't even take it off. I just felt something warm. I'm like, he ain't peeing on me. He did. He did pee on me. But this is how I'm working on. I'm trying to train him. He only 13 weeks. He a baby. <laughs> He must think a man. <laughs> <laughs> Any last words and shout outs? Go stream, want no problem. Go stream, dumb. Go stream, uh-oh. Go stream, I admit it. And go stream, ain't going back. Follow me on Instagram, Rekin a Menace. Follow me on Twitter, Rekin a Menace 1. Follow me on TikTok, Rekin a Menace 1. <laughs> okay, if he ain't got no money, girl, just give his ass away. I'm going to save a man that can't save up bitch. I don't play a hundred. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.